The Trek Geeks Podcast Network is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com just for Trek Geeks listeners. Fansets, our pins have character. This episode is also sponsored by Science Division, the makers of the galaxy's first interactive Tribble that you can control with your very own smartphone. See their limited edition giant silver Tribble available for pre-order today at sciencediv.com. Science Division. Trouble's never been this fun. Hi, this is John Billingsley, Dr. Phil Flocks from Star Trek Enterprise. Now, I'm reading something that was written for me, and I think they could have done better. So this yes. is not me. This is them. My prescription for you is a healthy dose of the Track Geeks podcast starring Dan Davidson and Bill. He could have done better, Smith. It truly is the best medicine. Oh, come on, boys. And here's how they close it. Doctor's orders. Shame, tisk tisk. For the record, that was Dan Davidson that wrote that. That was me. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's uh, even better because now it's forever blamed on Bill. That's forever blamed on Bill. There <laughs> Thank you, you, Mr. Bacula. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Potpourri Department at Podfleet Command. It's the biggest little show on the side of the Alpha Quadrant and the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, randomly informed individuals across the galaxy, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. So glad to be here for episode 298. I'm sorry. Uh, I lost count because I don't count good. Uh, but we're, we're excited to be here and glad to be back. And it's a long story, but we're going to tell it. Uh, today, and of course, by we, I do mean my co-host and I, when I think of random, or if, if I had to picture a definition for the word random, it would be his face. He's Dan Davidson. He's the most random individual I know, and he joins me now on the Trek Geeks podcast. Hey, buddy. Don't you mean Randy? Randy. No, man. I mean no. random. <laughs> it's great to see you, man. Thank you for another wonderful, wonderful introduction. And and being the, uh, it smells really nice in here, being from the potpourri, whatever you said at the beginning, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, but I heard that word and I kind of like perked up. So it's good to be here. I mean right. it like the Jeopardy category, which is oh, pretty much okay. random things that we talk about. Because okay. for the first time in Trek Geeks history, we might not discuss any Star Trek. I know it's a weird thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's been several weeks since we have had an episode drop, and and uh, as we were discussing what we're going to talk about, we decided to talk about what's been going on over the last four weeks or so um, as to why there hasn't been an episode, and it m might not have anything to do with Star Trek. 
Um, and as you said a few minutes ago, uh, we're at episode 298 right now, and we've never not done that. <laughs> or never done that. <laughs> or something like that. Well, it's we, we put a lot of planning into every episode to decide what we're going to talk about, how we're going to talk about it. And this is the first time we're just sort of sitting behind the microphone and turning it on because um, because we can't. You know, it's uh, we're just going to have a conversation and shoot the breeze. And if some Star Trek works its way in, great. If not, um, that's great, too. Uh, we hope you all will suffer through it as best you can. <laughs> well, I'm here, so there's, everyone's going to be suffering. A lot of suffering. See, I did it for you. I, 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 I did it for you. Garden rake. Exactly. Backwards. And the good thing about the garden rake, when I step on it, it's got the teeth on both ends. So I hit myself in the head with the teeth, too. So just, I, please, I, I'm about to be aroused. Merry Christmas. <laughs> aroused. <laughs> Well, buddy, here we are. It's been a minute <laughs> or two <laughs> or, or a lot or 10. <laughs> <laughs> and so one of the big challenges in producing a, a mostly weekly podcast is the fact that, that life creeps in. Ever since the start of COVID, you and I have been incredibly aware that um, what we do here isn't our life. Right. And that's true of everyone on the network. We don't want them to take their podcast so seriously and, and make it as big a priority as the stuff in their everyday lives, their mental health, health has to come first. Their physical health mm -hmm. has to come first. Um, life has to come first. Right. And unfortunately for you and me, the last few weeks, life has had to come first. And um, it's, it, uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks yeah. for, for both of us. And we don't say that for sympathy. We say that because it's, it's true. And we like everybody to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it everything started. Um, we had an episode that came out right before Thanksgiving. I had a great discussion, and and we were going to be breaking for the Thanksgiving holiday, and then I was going to be heading off to Disney, and then we were going to get back to wrap the things up for the year for a couple more episodes. But uh, uh, I'll get into one of the things that happened with me, and then and then we'll move along. Um, the thing I think that hit me the most is, um, you know, that we go to Disney several times a year, and this was going to be our third trip this year to Disney. So we were looking forward to it. We were staying at the, um, at the tree houses at, at Saratoga Springs, which we had never done before. So we were really looking forward to doing that. Um, and whenever we go on a trip to Disney, we take our dogs, uh, uh, Callie and, and Aria to our dear, my dear friend, Jen, uh, has a business, um, uh, up in, um, uh, just outside of Manchester, a dog sitting business where you can bring the dogs there or she can come house sit, but we always bring them up there. She's got a gigantic yard with, you know, a fenced in area. Then they have a blast up there the whole time. Um, so we have always brought them up there. So we dropped them off the day we left for Disney. Everything was great. Now, let me preface this with saying that uh, um, Aria's nine, Callie's 15. Callie's been showing some signs of age over the past couple of years. She's starting, she's gone deaf. Um, her hind legs were a little wobbly and, and she was starting to show her age. And we knew it was coming. We knew that she was, she was getting old. So we left and she was, she was doing great. We had, we had taken her to the, to the vet before our trip because she had had a, a UTI or, or something. So, so we got her some, some medication for that and she was doing pretty good. So we went to Disney, we dropped her off, went to Disney. We we're having a great time. And that was on Friday. So the weekend, goes by and on Tuesday night at nine o'clock I get a text from Jen that says Callie's not doing well at all and she sent me a picture of her and she could not use her hind legs her hind legs were not 
she couldn't stand up straight. She was kind of looking, you'll get this, looked like she was doing um, uh, a bear crawl. Her legs yeah. were like bent the way that she, the, the way that the bear, bear crawl is. And she wasn't eating. She hadn't eaten in 20 hours. So we were concerned. So Sue and I made the decision right there Tuesday night to go home Wednesday morning for a flight we could get. So we switched our flights, um, flew home Wednesday morning, uh, went right to get, uh, to get the dogs. And it was heartbreaking when we got there that Callie was very excited to see us, but she couldn't get up. She couldn't get up to, to come, to come see us. And I was very concerned. So we knew that we were going to have to make some tough decisions. To make a long story short, we were able to get her into the vet Wednesday afternoon. Uh, she, her neck and spine were showing signs of pain. Her legs weren't working great. Um, so the vet did give her some pain medication and some anti-nausea medication. So hopefully she would eat because now it's been 30 hours. She hadn't eaten or drank any water. Um, so we went home. Thursday night was was awful to watch. Uh, we were I was up all night with her just making sure that she was comfortable. And Thursday we made the decision that we were going to have to call and make the appointment to say goodbye to her. So I did that. And then during the day, the medication that they gave her started kicking in, even though it should have kicked in a lot sooner. So Thursday afternoon, she was doing a lot better. So we called the vet and said, look, should we give it one more night? See how she's doing, make the decision tomorrow. And he said, that sounds like a great idea. So later on that night, the medication started wearing off another long night, Friday morning, we made the decision. And uh, at noontime on that Friday, we said goodbye to our Cali. Um, uh, and it was, I've lost dogs before fury, as everybody knows who listen to this podcast and anybody who knows me, fury is my forever dog who we lost 12 years ago. This was harder. We were not yeah. ready for this. We weren't ready to say goodbye to her. It has been an excruciating couple of weeks for us. And part of the reason I think that's the case is because for the last two and three quarter years, we've been working from home and it's just Sue and I and the dogs. So everything is the dogs and us here. Now we're home to a house that only has one dog. And Aria is wonderful. We love her to death. She's dealt with this a lot better than we have. Um, but it's been a it's been a very difficult couple of weeks losing Callie um, after having her for almost 14 years. Um, we got her when she was just about a year old. Um, so that was one of the things that has taken place over the course of the last few weeks that prevented us from being able to sit down and talk. It's been it's been really tough. I think I've cried harder over the last week. And in some ways, and I'm not trying to take this away from anything, man, I think I've cried harder in this than I have with people who have passed away. It's been extremely difficult to to yeah. to get our arms wrapped around this one. And I think it's because everything happened so fast. It happened while we were gone. And we only had a couple of short days left with her that we really felt rushed. And we just weren't ready. Well, we lost Abby around the same time last year. And it was... Yeah. It was also very quick. So, I mean, I could completely understand where you're coming from. You know, it's it, the mark that, 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 that these dogs leave on our lives as part of our families is, is everlasting. It's the kind of thing that you take with you every single day. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I, I, I totally get it. You know, it's, it, it's hard. It's very hard. And to all of a sudden no longer have that presence there, it's, it's a huge loss. Everything, you know, every night. Yeah, go ahead. Every night for, for months after we lost Abby, we took Abby's leash and her collar and we went out on her last walk of the night every night. Mm -hmm. um, simply just because that's what we did, even though she wasn't with us. Right. 
you know, because it was our way to try to feel close to her. So yeah. I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Man. It's funny that the smallest things can just trigger that overflow of emotion. And a perfect example is we would go shopping, we go grocery shopping and we have those, those uh, final bags that you can get that you don't have to have the yeah. plastic. So we yeah. fill it, you know, we get those filled up. We come back from the, from the grocery store. And the first thing we do whenever we come back from the grocery store is we get in the kitchen, we put the bags down and Callie was deaf, but she could still hear it when I really did my deep voice or if I clapped, so she would come trotting in from the bedroom and she would bury herself in the bags, sniffing at all the food. <laughs> it was just one of the favorite things about her that we loved. And and the Saturday or the Sunday, the Sunday after she was gone, we went shopping. And when we came home, we walked in the door to the garage and both of us just dropped our bags and started bawling because she wasn't going to do that. Yeah. It's just those those little things, not seeing her where she usually lays down and not having those certain sounds of her nails clacking on the floor. All of those things just have 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 caused such snowballs of emotion over the past couple of weeks. Um, it's good to know that she was loved as much as she was and we do take we do take peace in the fact that she was telling us that everything was okay because I got to tell you man, when we were at the when we made the decision and I called them that Friday and said, yes, we need to come in for real this time. It's not like yes, the day before where we changed our mind. I hung up that phone and I just screamed because it just all came out. And she was standing in the bedroom door looking at us. And she walked over to Sue and nuzzled Sue's leg. And then she walked over to me and nuzzled my leg. And when we were at the vet and she was getting, we were preparing her. Of all the dogs that I've lost in all my life, and I've been very fortunate that all the dogs that I've had have died of old age or things accompanying old age. Like Fury was yeah. cancer, but she was 13 for her. And for her, that type of dog, she was old. Callie was as content as could be. She wasn't nervous. She didn't shake. She didn't, nothing. She knew. And she, the looks that she was giving me when I was looking into her eyes were like, it's okay. Everything's fine. It's good. I'm ready. And that yeah. helps me too. I mean, the, some people may say that that doesn't really happen. It really does happen. Um, and I take comfort in knowing that she was okay with what we had to do. I think that I can't speak for cats because I've never owned cats. You know, I'm allergic to them. So that's why I've never had one. Um, but I, I do know that dogs know. Mm -hmm. You know, I think they know when their time is coming to an end. Yep. And I mean, dogs want to be with their people. And the thing that brought her the most comfort is that she was with her people. You know, the, the great bright spot in all this, Dan, is that you have had the last almost three years yeah. at home every single day with her. Mm -hmm. You know, that was true of Abby. I mean, she got to really shine during those last couple of years because she had us 24-7, which was all she ever wanted. And that's all Callie and Aria have ever wanted was mm -hmm. to be around you guys. So you've had that great benefit. You know, think about it. I mean, if you'd had to go to to work and commute every day, you know, for these last three years and then come home and go on vacation mm. and then come back to this, I think it would be a much different feeling. Oh, I agree. I think it would probably feel a little more empty. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Now it's funny. One of the things, there are two pictures that I now cherish and one of them is going to sound like I'm, you know, you know, being, you know, it's all about me. It's not my, the best picture I think I have ever taken of me is with her. Um, the smile on my face with her kind of sitting next to me on the deck out back is it's my Facebook yeah. profile right now. I absolutely yep. love that picture. But another picture that I love and will cherish forever, and you saw it. Um, oh, actually, I did, you didn't see it. I found the picture after you left. I took a picture of Callie when she was laying on my lap on the 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 um, uh, Thursday afternoon that she was feeling better. Thursday before we said goodbye to her. And she, her face was on my lap, and I was just holding her head in my lap. And I took a picture of her. That is my favorite picture maybe 
ever in my life. And it's everywhere now. I use it in that gift that you got Sue and I, which is beautiful. It's, it's on, um, it's on my phone. It's on my iPad. It's everything. So we've got so many pictures to remember her by because God damn, she was in a lot of pictures <laughs> and she's in a lot of pictures with different people, which shows that she was loved by a lot of people and she loved a lot of people. So, um, I do take comfort in knowing that. Um, but it's still, it, it, it losing a pet is one of the hardest things anybody can ever endure. It really is. And I mean, it takes, it takes time. Yeah, it does. You know, it's, it, uh, you're, you're not, you know, in an empty house every day. You still have Aria, which is good. Yes. For she's you. fantastic. Yeah. And good for Aria. Um, but it, it takes time and you never truly get over it. Like, like even when people die, you don't ever really get over the death of a mm-hmm. loved one, whether they're human or canine or, or feline or whatever. You just learn how to deal with it better on a day-to-day basis. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I still, I'm still not over Fury and that was back in 2014. So. That blows my or 2013, mind. Uh, no, it was, no, it was, uh, I forget when it was. 2012, it was, I think. 20, 2013, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that was the um, that was the start of a of a bad few weeks. Um, and and it's funny, I don't even remember a lot of Disney. We were there for a few days. Um, some family, uh, some relatives uh, came by and spent time with us, and then we had to leave. I don't remember much about the trip, other than I went on the Guardian of the Galaxy ride. I got a Thanos glove, and the lines weren't that bad. Other than that, I really don't. Have, everything else is just a blur because of everything that happened when we when we got that phone call Tuesday night. Well, why don't we take a quick break? We're going to uh, do a little business with America, talk about our friends at Fansets, and that'll catch you up a little bit on what I've been going through Mm. uh, recently in my trip to Atlanta and such. Dan, you know, here we are. It's this time of the show where we want to take a moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network, and also to wish them and their family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday Season. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, they're such dear friends, and, well, they are family, so we hope they have a fansets-tastic holiday. Um, But before the fat man comes down the chimney, and no, I don't mean you, Lou, uh, you can get these amazing new pins. (laughs) Right? Well, maybe I do mean them. Right now, at fansets.com. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, it's it's here, folks. Finally, Bill's wearing it right now. The TNG Combadge Delta in both pin and magnet form is finally available uh, f- at fansets.com, and it might be the best one they've ever done. Uh, the Discovery Sciences Delta in both pin and magnet form is also available, as well as Kayshawn from Lower Decks, Frozen Badgie, the Star Trek Prodigy show logo, and very excited about this one, the kickoff of the new universe of Star Trek pin, the one and only Captain Kirk, is now available at fansets.com. You know, lots of great new pins to put under the tree, Dan, and that new universe of Star Trek line looks fantastic, We especially with all that glitter that I know you love, yeah. that you like to wear. Yeah. So look, people, you know the drill. What's stopping you? Get on over to fansets.com today. Put that TNG Com badge Delta and the new Captain Kirk pin and all those other pins Dan mentioned in your cart, along with you know, accessories, gift cards, uh, but everything. And then at checkout, enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces. And of course, don't forget, when you spend more than 30 bucks, you're automatically going to get free shipping in the United States. Fansets. Our pins have character, and we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. 
So, Bill, uh, I've I've given my one of my stories of what's been going on for the last couple of weeks, and and I guess it's safe to say that I'm not alone between the two of us, and that things have been a little um, off putting the last few weeks. So uh, let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, first I have to say, I mean, I had a, a fantastic trip. Yes, over the Thanksgiving holiday. Yes, first time in three years that we've made this trip. Uh, we used to go down annually. And, um, obviously that was on hold due to, you know, the nature of things pandemic related. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, we didn't want to get any of the kids in the family potentially ill right. if we had come down with, with COVID and they're not at the time having been a vaccination for them. So out of an abundance of safety and caution, we hadn't gone down until this year and we had such a great time. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. It was, it was good to get back into the swing of things. It was good for life to feel a little normal. I think the one thing that really threw me is that we, we go to this annual Christmas tree lighting on Thanksgiving night in downtown Lawrenceville, Georgia. And it's usually filled with, you know, uh, a thousand people or so, you know, all waiting for Santa, mm-hmm. you know, as, as it turns dark. And um, there were about a thousand people there. It looked like a normal year. And I was like, ooh, at first I was like, damn. Yeah. Um, uh, but then I just, it seemed so normal that I didn't even think about it. So we've noticed that. So, so that also. was a little weird. Yeah. We've noticed that also over the last couple of weeks, things like crowd wise, where you, we're going to the malls or going shopping or whatever, seems to be right back to the way it was before the pandemic, which is both good and bad in some instances. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm glad you had a good time down there, man. I know that you've been looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And I know that um, it was, it was healthy for you not to be able to go for a couple of years. It, it really was kind of a bummer. So, I mean, the good takeaway from this is that the bivalent COVID booster um, the one for Omicron, mm-hmm. uh, works pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we can assume that I either, I was either not exposed or the booster prevented me from, you know, getting COVID again a second time. Yeah. So either way, I'm happy with that being the case. I'm going with, um, uh, plan B on that one because you, there were probably people down there that, uh, expose you, but vaccines work and I'm glad that you have it. Yeah. Same here. Same here. And the weather was, was pretty good. I mean, nice. I can't complain. Um, it's certainly warmer and, and lighter than it was here, you know, where it gets dark at four 30 at night, two in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it sure seems that way. Doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So then I came home and I, I had a, a diverticulitis flare up for the Ugh. first time, like a full blown flare for the first time in eight years, which is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, people who, who get diverticulitis infrequently uh, usually go, Maybe a flare up a year, a couple of year. No, I've, it's been eight years for me. Yeah. Um, partly because I eat more fiber than the average human ever should. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> consequently, I spend a lot of time uh, in a particular room of the house because of eating so much fiber. <laughs> um, but I just go, got over my course of antibiotics. Um, I got to tell you, the things they put you on when you get diverticulitis are akin to the level of antibiotic that you get put on when you get exposed to anthrax. It's, it's a high grade, you know, antibiotic and, and, and one that's a, a different type. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them makes everything taste metallic. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was just fantastic. I'm sure that was good. Drinking water and it tastes like you're drinking metal. You know, you eat, you know, a, a, a piece of chicken, it tastes like you're chewing metal. Um, <laughs> I'm it, sorry, it I'm was, laughing, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, it's a case where I know, and I know this isn't true. But it almost seems like a case where the affliction is is worse or not as bad as the cure. Yeah. Yep. 
but um, I, I do know that that when you have had these flare-ups, um, it's not anything that you enjoy whatsoever. <laughs> well, they're dangerous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because if undiagnosed, I mean, it can cause a rupture, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then the whole sepsis thing, and that's potentially deadly. Mm-hmm. So, um, as usual, I listened to my body. It felt weird. And um, here I am, uh, just trying to become lactose tolerant again because those antibiotics really, really kill all the bacteria. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's one of the things that you're concerned about is, you know, while you're on the stuff, good or bad, bacteria mm-hmm. is, is going to be uh, affected. So I'm glad that you're on the mend. Um, I know that uh, it's been a long road for you uh, in that uh, a couple of weeks. And that's another reason why we've kind of been laying low, I guess, is the best way to to, to put it over the last uh, few weeks. In addition to your uh, abdominal issues, I had surgery also. To to add to the pile of stuff that we're talking about, I had surgery uh, almost two weeks ago on my abdomen, and that uh, also played into uh, not being available for stuff. Um, I'm doing very well. I just actually had my follow-up appointment today, and everything's great. So um, hopefully that is um, signs of good things to come to both of us for 2023. When are you going to get your face fixed? That's really there what is, I want to know. There is, I was talking to my doctor about that, and he said, there is no need. It is as perfect as perfect can be. So you just keep on keeping on, son, and uh, everybody will be happy. He, really, he, didn't doctor, really, he didn't really say that. No, he didn't say that. I would say, if your doctor said that, it's only because he wants you to pay the bill. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so I guess I'll go talk to a person because nobody likes my face. So thanks. Thanks. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> does. Jeez. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, I'm I'm convinced your I'm convinced your wife is either you know suffering from Stockholm syndrome or you know she's she's blind. Might be a little of both. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna say. Just gonna say. So uh, I mean, obviously, 2022 was not all bad. No, absolutely not. It was a challenging year. It was at times it was a frustrating year um, for us both. But I mean, I, I think the the great thing about 22 is that we got to get back to the convention circuit Mm -hmm. and see people that we've not seen in a long, long time, both in, uh, mission Chicago, you know, when they had an official star Trek convention right? and, um, and Las Vegas at creations 56 year mission. Um, those really are as far as, as Trek geeks is concerned, I think the, the highlights of the year for us. Absolutely. And that's what I was going to say with all the things that kind of, kind of like been piling up at the end of the year to make it kind of like, Oh boy, the, the, there were some great stretches during the year. And I got to say mission Chicago is probably right up there as number one and, and, and STLV as a, as a one a, um, I give I give Mission Chicago if I'm going to rate them a little bit higher because it was the first one we've gone to um, since the whole pandemic thing started and it was really great to reunite with people affiliated with Trek uh, professionally like Van Sitters and our friend Dayton Ward it was great to get to talk to them and and see a lot of the people um, but it was also so great to to get back together with our Star Trek family we met some of the people of the Trek Geeks podcast network in person for the first time ever <laughs> in yeah. Chicago. And that was really cool. Um, and of course, uh, um, seeing uh, uh, Jay and Kaylee from Science Division was awesome. And of course, our friends at Fansets, uh, after so many years of not being able to get together, it was just so great to get back in that normal um day-to-day at the conventions of stuff and and for the first time we had booths in both uh conventions which was which was just a ton of fun um and uh i'm looking forward to that continuing in 2023 also of course like you just said of course 
right now there's only one convention and that's uh, Las Vegas in August. Um, but we'll take it. We'll go. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. So glad that, uh, Reed pop could get their, their, you know, what together to actually put on a Seattle show. Yeah. That was, the, that was another thing that happened, right? Uh, wasn't it right around the time everything happened with us that, Oh, by the way, Reed pop canceled the convention in Seattle and there's no official one anymore. <laughs> well, not this year, not, not anymore. Right. Um, right. This year. Yeah. I should say this year or, yeah. or I should say 23. So right. the, the convention for Memorial Day weekend is is canceled. Right. Um, what what a shock because um, um, they had announced so many people. Yeah, like a whole big zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when they announce that many. I know. I know. <laughs> On the uh, it, it, neither convention was without its disappointments. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, in Chicago, I, I think it was the frustration of the lack of organization on, on part of Reed Pop. Yes. In in Vegas, it was the imperfect situation at the Fan Geeks party at the venue mm-hmm. because of the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we did our best. Yes, we did. In both cases. And I think everybody knows that we did, and there were it was circumstances that were kind of our out of our control. Um, we are going to be very uh, diligent in making sure that that doesn't happen in, in future Fan Geeks parties, because, oh, yes, there will be future Fan Geeks parties. Um, and also, I think some of the... I, I got to give credit to to some of the people uh, at Creation. They they did their... Uh, not Creation, excuse me. Um, to the people f- uh, who did the, um, the 56-year mission tour uh our creation yeah um that there were i'm sorry i was i was getting read pop and creation confused for a second um they did their best there were there were issues um with like lines and and autographs and timing and stuff like that but um i gotta give credit to the the people the volunteers especially that yeah. that really worked hard to try to keep things as good as they could it was out of their control some of the things we saw some really jerkwad people giving the volunteers a hard time and and that really is a downer to see uh in the Star Trek universe that fans can be that way. Uh, they didn't have control over what was going on, and and I appreciate what they did. That being said, Creation can do some things to button that up a little bit next year, and I hope that they do. I think they will. I think the Rio is known territory for them. Right. Whereas they kind of had to make their show fit Bally's, mm-hmm. they have tailored their show to the Rio for the last decade. Right. Um, so, you know, it's I, I think it will feel a lot more like the convention we're used to Next August. And I'm glad it's at the beginning of the month again and not like the weekend before Labor Day. Absolutely. I think it's great that they moved it up the way that they did. Um, and I think people that have kids that start school way, er- way early in the, or way late in August, but way early in what we consider the school year, um, won't have to worry about that at the beginning of August. Like I know a lot of people had to deal with this past year. So, so yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun to go back to the Rio, the, the house hash a go-go, whatever the hell it's called. I probably got that wrong. House a go-go. Whatever. All I know is that they got good breakfast and I'm looking forward to going there again. I don't remember your name half the time. So just go with it, Bob. Okay. Forget mine. You don't even know yours half the time. (laughs) That's really the indicator here. Um, so just a few minutes ago, Dan, you talked about our friends Jay and Kaylee at Science Division. Yes. We're going to take a quick break right now because we have a special segment with them. Mm-hmm. They're going to join us here on Trek Geeks to talk about the future of Science Division. And then we'll be back to talk a little more about um, life in general uh, right after that. <laughs>
Well, Dan, you know, normally at this time of the show, we would have a spot for science division, which we would read and and one of the two of us would write. And if I would write it, it would be hilarious. And if you would write it, it would be kind of marginal. But uh, but today we have something very, very different. We do because writing is not dangerous, Bill. So I, I just want to hate you. Just want to throw that out there right now. Yes, we um normally we would be doing our science division spot right now. Um, some people may have caught wind of this recently on social media that uh, science division had an announcement. Um, so not only are we going to talk about that announcement now and get the whole um, uh, the whole gist of what's going on, we decided, you know, let's have them on. Let's have Jay and Kalia on to talk about it. They, of course, started Science Division way back. God, it's been several years now. Um, we first got involved in meeting them. Uh, I met Jay, actually, uh, at uh, Treconderoga, I believe it was. We did. Uh, yeah. a, a, a few years back. I, me- I mean, I met him. You were at a table, and then I met him later on at a table. It was, but we did both meet him at the same time. Um, and we've had a great relationship. So I want to welcome Jay and Kalia to the show. Guys, it's, it's great uh, to have you on. It's a little bittersweet, but at the same time, we just love you guys so much. And we want to just get the whole lowdown from you of what's happening with Science Division. Yeah, thank you for having us on. It's our pleasure. It's actually really funny because I went to message you folks to let you know about the announcement. And you know, Bill had gotten rid of his Twitter account, and that, that had been how I communicated with you was through Bill's Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I went to message Trek Geeks, and the last message I had sent to Trek Geeks was to say, hey, Jay's going to be at Trek Conderoga. Do you guys want to meet us? <laughs> wow. So, But what you're saying is that nobody bothers messaging the Trek Geeks Twitter account. I just mean, no. once we were friends, like we decided reaching out to Bill, I guess. Yeah. Because Bill but actually responds. He is the better it, of the two. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It has been fun messaging both of you at once, though, because we get these kind of crazy comments and we get to guess who wrote them. Uh, it's kind of a hive mind. <laughs> well, it's our ha- hive brain cell, at least. Yes, yeah. um, at least so, one. So, guys, recently you made an announcement um, uh, that you were stepping away from your CBS license to sell Tribble. So, Can you tell us exactly what that means in real world terms? Sure, sure. Um, Our license was originally a two-year license. Uh, After the merger with Viacom, we were able to extend it to be a three-year license, um, which runs out, just comes to its natural conclusion this December, so December 31st. Uh, We have, according to that license, what's called a sell-off period. So we're permitted to continue to sell whatever inventory we have until it runs out or until the end of March of 2023. So that means tribbles will continue to be available until we sell all of them or we hit that that date. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what happens at you know at the end of March 2023? Let's say you've still got tribbles left. At that point, are you no longer allowed to sell them? That is how the license is currently is written. Um, you know, we I think have the option to sell them to uh parent would be now it would be Paramount. It was originally it was CBS. Um, we have a, a couple of different options and we're reaching out to folks to try to make sure that, you know, we also wholesale them. So it's possible that we could get them to a wholesale customer just so that those remaining tribbles would still be out in the world and available to folks, at which point we'd send an email out to our newsletter subscribers saying, here's where you get them from. Now there are roughly this many left. Um, that being said, the giant ones are selling like crazy ever since we Good. made the announcement. I think we have, we haven't made the official announcement, but we have less than 50 of them left at this point. Of the giant ones. Of the giant ones, yeah. So the cards don't read that way because, you know, we have a certain number we send to samples to Paramount and a certain number that we keep. So we're at in the 230s, I think, for the cards. So we were holding off to make the announcement so people would get those, you know, higher um, adoption certificate numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, we've got less than 50 of them left. 
Wow. So in addition to the tribbles, the giant tribbles or the, or the regular size tribbles, you also have a great app that we always talk about every week on the show um, during the spot for science division. Now, and there's some exciting news in regards to the app itself uh, based on the discussions that we've had. So why don't you tell our listeners about what's going on with that as well? Yeah. Um, it was written into the license originally that we'd be able to continue to maintain it, but we'd been, you know, trying to reach out to Paramount to make sure that that was going to be honored. Um, and so we had just heard back when we made the announcement, we'd heard the day before that, yes, we're going to be permitted to continue to maintain the app and to keep it live for everybody, which was our biggest concern. Once we mm -hmm. realized that we were going to be stepping away from this, we wanted to figure out, you know, how are we going to make sure that folks that have one are going to be able to continue to use it? Right. Because if anything, I want to be able to make my triple scream at Bill for the rest <laughs> of eternity. <laughs> Hate it was so, really important. So <laughs> yeah, it was really, really important that that feature stays there so you can use it like that. Yeah, we're going to call that the bill clause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I guess the big question is, and maybe you don't know the answer to this right now. And if that's that's, I mean, if that's the case, that that's one hundred percent fine. But what happens to science division after March? Yeah. Um. In theory, science division just kind of slowly gets. It comes to its conclusion. You know, what we don't know right now, we, we're working with our attorney to figure out, does Science Division stay alive as a business, as the entity maintaining the app, or how exactly that all works? Because there is a financial commitment involved for us sure. in keeping the app alive. It has to be updated. I mean, even just to keep it running exactly the way it is, Android requires that you target the most recent APK. You know, every two years, you've got to update it so that you're running the operating system that Android is on. You know, so there is financial commitment involved in keeping that app up and running, you know, we'll have to pay somebody to continue to make those modifications. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to figure out kind of how that works from just a, a business perspective and trying to keep the app separate from, you know, Jay and Kalia. Yeah. Um, right. But basically science division as it is now will not be an entity anymore, unfortunately. I mean, plus there's things like, you know, Apple app store developer fees because they charge you an annual fee just to yeah. have something yeah. in the app store. That is all part of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be having to look at, you know, what we have in the business and setting a chunk of that aside to be essentially mm -hmm. the fund from which we maintain the app because we do have to pay Apple. It's like a hundred dollars a year to keep the app yeah. live mm -hmm. in the app store. Right. And then additionally pay someone who to do those updates. And if there are any big changes with the iOS update or something, sometimes that does mean that the app has to be modified you know, even if it doesn't seem like there's any new features that are added or anything, there's often things in the background that have to get updated, um, which all costs a decent chunk of change. Sure. No, absolutely. So this is this is this is sad on one side because, you know, the, the product is great. I remember the first time, uh, Jay, you showed me that prototype that you had uh, in New York. It was really phenomenal. And Bill and I were talking about it on the car ride home back to New Hampshire, all about it. It was really neat. And we look forward to getting in touch with you more. And, and we've developed a fantastic relationship. So it's sad to see that this is happening. But at the same time, you were talking, you guys were talking to us about the positive part of of this decision. And, and I really think it's important for our listeners to hear that aspect of it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's really bittersweet, um, you know, the the whole process. Um, and we're, we're sad that it's coming to a close, but we were really excited that we were able to do this. Mm -hmm. And the people that we were met along the way, you guys included, and we have so many friends that we've made um, both online and at conventions and through the whole process that we feel really blessed to be able to have done it. Well, and those are friendships that exist whether or not Science Division does. You know, Absolutely. it's not like because Science Division ends, 
we're gone. You know, we got, we just bought our regular attendee general admission <laughs> tickets. Yeah. To, you know, I was just going to ask next Vegas convention. Awesome. We're going to be yeah. there. And honestly, it was the, we made the announcement and our inbox and our social media were immediately flooded mm-hmm. with only good messages. All we heard was thank you. And here's the story from the first time we met and remember me, here's, you know, how we met. And it's all, none of these people need introductions. <laughs> I know exactly who they are. The minute I see the name, they're always like, do you remember who I am? Oh, yes, I know who you are. <laughs> We're friends, you know, and it's it has been just incredible and uplifting. And, you know, recently um, our friend Lisa posted a picture of us from the 2019 convention. Yeah. We're looking at it going, oh, my gosh, there's nothing on the table because we literally just had three prototypes and a beta app in that, that 2019 convention. And, yeah. you know, it's come a really, really long way. Uh, and. We've heard a lot of I'm sorry's, like it's something that happened to us. And I think it's important to note that this was a decision that we made, that mm-hmm. um, we looked at the circumstances ahead, that it is getting much harder to run a small business. It is getting much more expensive to manufacture products and test products and get them you know, imported and get them to customers. It is now much more expensive to get the license. You know, there are much higher guarantees that are due. And, you know, the folks at Paramount were doing their best to work with us, but they have, you know, a corporate structure that they have to work within. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at it and it just, it didn't pan out. We were going to have to raise prices to the point where it wasn't going to be about sharing something great that we had made with people anymore. It was going to have to start to try to become a, like a business venture that was about the numbers and the money and all of that kind of thing. And that just wasn't, what this was ever supposed to be. It always was, it was going to originally just be a two-year thing. We were going to do the tan ones and then they did well. And we looked at it and we went, we can do more. And we did more. And when it was time to look at it again, it didn't pan out to something where it would be fun for everyone and affordable for everyone. And so we've just chosen to end on a high note. I think that's a great way to look at things too, because you look at this, you, you, you see so many businesses around there today that that's the bottom line, money. How much money am I going to make? How much am I going to you know profit off of this? You guys did this because of your passion. And it shows yeah. not only in the product, but it shows in every time we've seen you at conventions and all the discussions that we've had and that we've heard you have with other people. And that's what I think is is one of the most important things. This is something that we love so much. And you took it to another level by actually creating a product for all of the people that love Star Trek so much to continue to love with this thing that we can hold and, and cherish forever. And I think that's one of the highlights of all of the things that we've talked about when it comes to you guys over the past few years. I think yeah. that, sorry, I think it's good to call out, there are no villains here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys weren't shut down by CBS and Paramount Plus. Your license wasn't revoked. You know, right, it, right. It, it wasn't, you know, because there's there's enmity between the two parties. This is right. literally you guys just saying, yep, we're at the end of our license. We're not going to renew. And I think that's an important thing for, for people to realize is that Absolutely. this isn't evil corporation stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it was a, a decision we decided to come to. You know, um, culturally, um, you know, businesses, when businesses end, there's uh, an idea that they failed. Um, right. And I and I think that that's that's not the case, um, at least right here and right now with us. You know, um, it, it is sad in a lot of ways, but, you know, we were really thrilled with what we were able to do. And, um, you know, we we decided to end on our terms and um, it's, it's not, uh, you know, we didn't go under, we didn't fail, we right. didn't, you know. Um, there's a lot of euphemisms on ending a business, right? And they don't really fit. Um, we decided that it's 
it's a lot of work and it's more than we really want to be doing right now. Um, and we want to just um, share the friendships that we've made and, yep. you know, enjoy uh, going to Vegas next year and, and being able to walk around the vendors room and, <laughs> and go to some panels like, whoa, <laughs> we get to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I, we've, we've been spending four to six hours a day combing, you know, unwrapping triples, combing them, prepping them to go out. You know, they get, they get J combs them and then they get vacuumed and they get blow dried and they get inspected and they get packed back up and they get shipped. And we are doing all of that and working full-time jobs for both of us. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's been a lot and it's our privilege and we love doing it. And we also are looking forward to having some time to get to know who we are as people without triples again. <laughs> well, if you guys, you know, decide that you miss working a booth in Vegas, you are welcome to work hours. Um, because we will let you in a heartbeat. Yep. Um, well, I mean, Dan won't be there anyway because he always walks off for hours. Uh, you know, you know, the fans need to see me. So yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but anytime you guys feel the inkling, you know, you really miss being behind a table, just come see us. Absolutely. We'll have to bring the Galt triple cosplay. So oh, Dan and the Galt triple. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I gotta say, guys, one of my one of my great memories of you guys um was we we finally get to hang out in Chicago this past year and that was that was so much fun and selfishly one of the best moments to happen because of you guys is there is now the one and only one animated gif of my face now available on the internet because of you Kalia um so it's always out there and I use that as much as I can because it's just uh, <laughs> one Have of the this? best things that happened to me was when I got to send it as a response to a text <laughs> that you sent me <laughs> how do I not have this I think I, I'll have to send it to you, Bill. I'm, I'm sure I've used it with you. And I'm just basically looking at the camera like this. I do one of those. No, of course, nobody could see it. But it's and I did it. I didn't even realize I was doing it as a gift when I took it on my phone. But it was so perfect that so that it's yeah, magic. That's, that's my favorite memory of you guys. <laughs> I think you like tweeted it at us, and then yes. I wanted to save it, and Twitter wouldn't let me save the gift. So then you texted it, to me, and then I just held on to it, waiting for the perfect moment to use it. Oh and my it god, that's great! To be when we were in Vegas, and you texted me something, and I yep. sent it back to you. There you go. You know, guys, uh, like we said, it's bittersweet. Um, but I will say, and I'm sure Bill will 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 echo uh, my thoughts. Being able to have you guys sponsor every week's episode for us has been nothing short of an honor. We love you guys. We love the product that you have put out. We love the passion in the product that you put out. And you are always welcome at not only the Trek Geeks table, but at Trek Geeks anywhere. Uh, we just love you guys to death. Thank you. No, we really appreciate that. Thank you're you so your family at this point. Yeah. Which means Dan's the weird cousin we don't talk about. <laughs> I'm going to text that face to you now. <laughs> you know, as I think about 2022... I think about how it was, uh, despite all the challenges, despite, you know, all the, the, I don't want to say the burnout, although I will admit I've been burnt out a good chunk of the year, mm -hmm. um, you know, between the work situation and, and everything else. Um, I, I think that it was a fantastic year for the Trek Geeks network as a whole. I think that the, the amazing, beautiful people who are with us on this network 
put out so much great content that I'm, I'm proud and, and I adore each and every single one of them for being a part of what we do here. Um, yes, I get it. They're our network. We have to say we love, no, I don't have to say I love them. That's right. Um, but they have all created their own show, which is their own thing. And it's identifiably unique to what we do. Um, and it's exciting. It's entertaining. It's, it's great, great content. And to know that, or, you know, to finally have the chance to meet some of these people this year and, and to actually know that, you know, they're, they're pretty damn good people too. Yeah. Um, really kind of makes it kind of the biggest win of the year for me personally. Um, it's one thing to get to know people over zoom. It's one thing to have conversations. It's another thing to get together and laugh and laugh till you think you're going to cry and to go play virtual reality games together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which was quite an experience. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was, it was. I, uh, I absolutely echo those, those sentiments, Bill. I am so proud and honored to be associated with all the people that we have brought into our Trek Geeks family. Um, like you said, every show is specifically tailored to an area of the fandom that is just awesome. And they have their own unique footprint for every show. And I think that's really important. We don't need cookie cutter shows left and right. And we don't want them on the network. We want shows that have people talking about their passions. And every one of the shows that we have had on and brought on in the past year is the very definition of that. And it is it is humbling to have so many fantastic people associated with the network. And you're right. We don't have to say these things. We know people on other networks who the runners of the networks are complete jerks and say bad things about them. We could do that if we had, if we wanted to, but we don't because we don't think that way. We truly love every one of these people. Um, and it makes our job so much easier as the the people that run the network um, to have great people associated with it. So I agree. I agree with what you said. That's one of the most positive, if not the most positive thing out of 2022 is, is the family that we have built here uh, on Trek Geeks podcast network. Yeah. I'm getting all choked up. Yeah, exactly. All I heard was choke and then I got excited for a it's, you know, all the other stuff is great. I mean, it's great to reconnect with our dear, dear friends. You know, Jay and Kaylee, like we talked about earlier, who, who we just heard from, uh, the Fansets folks, you know, Lou and John and, and Amity and, 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 and Joey and, and, you know, every, everybody that uh, was, is a part of, of that unique, beautiful group of people. Mm-hmm. But to know that, you know, we got to get together with our folks you know, with, with the people who were doing this thing, you know, as a part of Trek Geeks, um, just made me happier than, than you could possibly imagine. It really was the highlight of the year for me. There was one point in Chicago where everybody that was there, that was part of the network, we got to get together at our booth and it really was, it really was awesome. It was, it was amazing to have all of us together. I, God, I don't even remember if we even got a picture of it. We have to have a picture of it somewhere. We did. Um, we but got a picture that, of most of them. That that was that was pretty cool to have that happen, and and I look forward to the time that we can do that again. Um, I know that we we did get together to be able to do some things in Vegas, but I hope that um, in Vegas this coming summer um, that we get to to have more time with them. Um, to do things because it felt like it was just, it was just, we were just running around so much, and and spending time with these people is very important to us. So I hope that that happens. I think it will. I, I think that 
those opportunities will present themselves. Um, I saw them a whole lot at the booth, which you weren't at. So. Well, you know, like I said, um. you, know, <laughs> you know, where's Davidson? Oh, oh, he's there with all of the people that wanted to talk to him and meet him and shake his hand. So I had to do what I had to do. Which was like no, no, three no, people, and it was in the bathroom. <laughs> they want. <laughs> They want to take a picture with that dude in the purple paint. Oh, I got to say, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I will be at the booth next year a lot more. I promise. I promise you that. And it's it's here for everyone to hear, and it'll be out in the ether forever. So yes. So now I can't take You can back. cosplay for one day. I am going to cosplay for one day. Yes. Might be six costumes, but <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> Seven. Seven. You got to maximize. <laughs> yeah, <you know>. absolutely. <laughs> um, so- do you have any hopes for 2023? You know, in in all honesty, uh, over the past few weeks with everything that's been going on, I have not really even had the opportunity to think about that. Uh, yeah. I am sure that if I sat down and thought of it, I would be able to think. Um, there are always our hopes, uh, you know, uh, in terms of 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 selfishly for us. I just wanted to keep going the way it's been going, man. It's been seven years that we're doing this. We're starting year eight uh, in a couple weeks, and it's just been so much fun. We get to talk about so many different things. We get to talk to so many different people, and every time that we do, I, I have to pinch myself because it's it's something that I never imagined eight years ago that I would be doing and been doing for now eight years, um, and it really is a blessing. I mean, we give each other a hard time all the time, but it really is just so much fun to sit here and talk with you every week about what's going on in Star Trek and different episodes and all that. And I just want that to keep going. We said we're going to do this until we're we're it's no fun, and I don't see that uh, not being fun for for quite a long time, no matter how much crap you give me. <laughs> there were times this year where it wasn't fun, and we kind of backed off a little bit. To just re-energize. And that's large. It wasn't because of Trek Geeks. It wasn't no. because of podcasting. It wasn't because of fandom. Yep. It was because of what was going on mm-hmm. in our professional lives. Right. Um, and and the, 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 I mean, producing podcasts is work, as, as we've said before, mm-hmm. even in this episode. And it, it takes work to, to, to put out an episode, whether you do it for love or whether you do it for money. Um, and it was becoming harder and harder and harder to do. So we, we cut back on the frequency of Trek Geeks this year. There were fewer episodes, Mm -hmm. um, but everybody stuck with us. And that's one of the things that I appreciate the most. Right. I think that in 2023, the thing I hope for the most is, uh, and this is going to sound kind of Miss America ish or Pollyanna ish, but I I wish for peace. Mm -hmm. And I mean that very specifically you know, the last few years have been hard for a lot of people um, and people on our network. I mean, we've had people who've had to take just a, a, a break, Yeah. you know, because, because life is life and, and, you know, and dealing with some of this stuff is, is hard. It, it's advanced adulting. And sometimes you don't have the free time you wish you would have to share this passion for Star Trek. Right. Because other things have to take precedence. You and I have always just, you know, chanted the mantra, real life comes first. Always. Health comes first, mm-hmm. whether it's mental or physical, that always, always, always comes first. And everyone on the network has listened to that message and taken it seriously, which is what I'm grateful for. You and I have listened to that message and right. taken it seriously. Right. Um, so yes, it has always been fun doing this. Um, it's funny because <laughs> when I initially approached you with this idea, <laughs> one of the one of the first things you said to me was, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. 
And I said, dude, there are over 700 episodes of Star Trek. There are 700 episodes right there. And he said, oh, yeah. I said, but there will be so much more to talk about than that. And you and won't believe has it. has been, yeah. Yeah. No, it really is amazing. And I mean, we're only we're on 700 episodes, 800 now, over 800. And uh, uh, we're only coming up to episode 300. So we got a ways to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's taken, I know other podcasts have hit 300 a lot faster and that's fine. I, I'm not in a race. Mm-hmm. I'm here to just enjoy ourselves. If we crank out 40 episodes a year, I'm a happy guy. Right. Um, if we don't, I'm a happy guy. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, I'd love to be able to do it all the time. You know, but life happens, vacations happen, you know, uh, family things happen. So it's, it's been the hardest of years, but you know, it's, I I know that there'll be challenges in 23. I mean, I don't delude myself, you know, I know this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. surely as I know my name, but we'll, we'll still do this. We'll still have fun and life will always be there. That's right. And when things come up in life, we'll do what we did over the course of this year and it'll be all right. And I know we know that we have the support of all of our listeners and all of our patrons because every time we've posted something like, it's not going to be an episode because of this or because of that we always get to take care of yourself. Good decision. All those kind of comments. And they, they really mean a lot to us when we see those. So, so thank you everybody for posting stuff like that. And um, it's funny, Bill, as I, as I sit here, as we're, as we're getting close to Christmas, it's only a few days away now. I'm very thankful for everything. Um, going on it's been a, it's been a tough couple of weeks sue and i were actually wondering if we weren't going to put up our tree and i may have actually talked about this with callie it just goes out of my head so quick um and we weren't going to do it and then we decided we wanted to do it because callie was the type of dog that would lay under the tree all the time and just kind of hang out under the tree so we did it i'm really glad and it makes me realize the important things um even when life is crazy and life is going nuts and and we feel so negative and and wonder if we're ever going to be able to climb out of it it always does. We always got the people around us that we care about the most and the, and the dogs. Um, and I'm very thankful to be able to wish you a Merry Christmas and wish everyone listening a Merry Christmas and looking forward to what 2023 brings because no matter the things that are thrown as curveballs, we're all going to come out of it good and it's going to be a fantastic year. And, and we haven't talked about it a lot. I think Star Trek in 2023 is going to be absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait to see the things that are going to be happening in the next year. You know, I got to say, it was nice to have 47, 48 straight weeks of Star Trek, 52 episodes. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty cool to have Star Trek almost every week for a full year. The downside is that we had Star Trek every week for almost (laughs) a full year. And there was no, there was no hiatus. Right. You know, even when Deep Space Nine was in production with either... TNG or Voyager at the same time, there was that break over the summer where you mm-hmm. got the downshift to go, whoo. Yeah. <laughs> nope. All right. Let's watch some reruns or, you know, let's go out and let's go to the beach or whatever. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And weren't there um, a couple of weeks during the year where there were three new episodes in the same week from a different series or was it only oh, two? Probably. It was two the max. I think it was I remember, two. It, that's still, that's a lower couple. That was a lot. It's like, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it's brutal, you know, and, and that's kind of what led to us sort of announcing with Discovering Trek that right. with that show, we're not going to, we're not going to cover these, these new Star Trek shows as they happen anymore. If, if somebody on the, on the network wants to, like if they feel really passionate about say, I don't know, I'll pick one strange new worlds and they want to do it week to week, fine. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be our expectation that that happens because 
this Star Trek is always going to be there. You and I talk about episodes that are 57 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, like they yeah. just happened because right. there are still things to mine from them. And you know what? That's true of today's Star Trek as well. Mm-hmm. When it was one show, doing Discovering Trek was easy. Now that it's five shows. Yes. It's, and, and it's a when, second job. And when Discovering Trek first came out, it was the only show. And we didn't know that a few years later, there were going to be five shows running at the same time. Um, that is a lot. That is a full-time job. It's a full-time job for more than one person. Um, and so I think the decision that we the decision that we made was the correct one. We'll review them when we review them. Because like you said, they're going to be there always. Just like, you know, we can talk about Space Seed tomorrow. That's 56 years old. And we'll be able to talk about it like we just saw it. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the right decision. And another right decision for our health and sanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, Star Trek is evergreen. You know, regardless of when it's produced, regardless of the message, it always ties back to something present day. We can take a look at TOS or TNG and apply it to things that are going on right now in the world, and it's still just as relevant as it was when it first aired. Right. Um, That will be true of Discovery. That will be true of Picard and Strange New Worlds and and even Lower Decks and and Prodigy and whatever else comes after that. Um, And we're not in competition with anybody. That's right. Um, Not because we think we're better than anybody else or anything, but I I don't feel that we're competing with other podcasts or podcast networks that cover Star Trek. No, they can do what they want to do. Um, and that's great. Yep. You know, I, I'll cheer them on I'll, every single one of them. But for us, um, it's just, it's not the right decision anymore. And I think it made sense to make that change. Yep. Totally agree. Which is good. I like it. Nice job. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Oh, thank work. you. Nuggets thank to you work. <laughs> triples, triples are not dangerous. Oh my gosh, you drew a triples are not dangerous before the end of the year. Fantastic. That's your Christmas present this year. Thank so. you. That you know, I'll cherish that uh, over everything else you've ever done for me. I I gave you an empire. Now you can ride my coattails. <laughs> <laughs> I have been. Every time we go to Vegas when you're not at the booth. <laughs> a few people have been asking whether or not we're going to some of these other smaller conventions that are occurring. Yep. There's a Trek Long Island, which is occurring in May. It's a brand new convention. There's a new one that's popped up in Philadelphia. Um, there are some others. And I, I think I speak for you when I say uh, probably not. No, I, I, I can't see us um, being able to do that. One, because life. Two, because wives. Um, you know, it's great to go to the convention. Doing two conventions last year, I'm not going to lie, was was tight. I mean, that was, you know, it's it's it, Sue and I are not used to not being together. We're, we're always together, so when we're apart for any stretch of time, it's 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 tough on both of us. Um, Vegas is kind of cemented in. That's always going to happen. I would love, love, love to get up to uh, Ticonderoga again uh, in the next year, if possible. So maybe Trek Conderoga is something that we could squeeze in there. But um, a lot of the other ones. Just because of distance and time and stuff like that, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, and I don't either. I mean, my plan is to relocate next year mm-hmm. out, out of New Hampshire. Um, so if I come up for Trek Conderoga, it'll have to be um, I come up specifically yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it, it was good to do two conventions. I'm glad we did it this year. Um, I'm in no rush to do it again, though. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I did get to go to an office convention with my wife in between. True, so yeah. I think that that, you know, the, the, 
they kind of offset one of them. That's true. <laughs> I love, and I'll tell you what, I've been looking for them. If they ever do a grim convention, I would definitely do one of those with Sue and we'd have a blast. And like you said, that would offset something. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as much as we would love to do some of these other shows um, and go and just meet people and say hi to friends and whatever, um, I just, I, I, I have a hard time seeing it and justifying it. Yeah, I mean, heck, we didn't even get to go to Granite State Convention this year. That's right in New Hampshire. I mean, it's just, it's just 10 minutes from our house. Yeah, and we weren't able to do it. So it's just, yeah. Yeah, this year was a, was kind of like the the um, the strange year. So just a lot of things going on, which prevented us from being able to do that. But uh, yeah, I'll look forward to Vegas, and I'll be content with just that one. Which of the shows currently in production are you most excited to see in 2023 if you had to pick one i gotta say picard season three yeah um i have really enjoyed i know that picard season one did not get a whole lot of love i enjoyed it it did have its slow parts i love season two i love the whole confederacy thing and and of course the skulls and the whole storyline with q i really thought that was a great way to wrap up that character but what we've heard and what we've seen with picard season three which is basically just going to be tng season eight I just cannot wait to see what they're going to do. We've seen some surprises in the trailers. It's going to be so great to have that crew back together for one more adventure. Um, and I think it'll be a tremendous send-off that they did not get with Nemesis. So I'm really looking forward to that. Interesting. Yeah. I like that answer. For me, I have to go with Strange New World Season 2. Mm. Yeah. Um, which, I, I mean, I, again, it's not that I dislike any of the others. It's That's certainly not the case. I I think Picard season three is going to be fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I think that the the, the more because I'm already rewatching Strange New Worlds. I mean, I the more I think about it, I think for me it's my trek right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not to knock anything else, but mm-hmm. it's just it, it's 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 there. It's tight. It's it's Star Trek, and it's um it, it's pretty pretty great so i i think i'm most excited for that to kick back off yeah. and i just i wish it were more than 10 episodes that's I, really I, the thing see that's the thing i was thinking that the other day too it's like wow all of these shows that we watch now whether it's trek or not are only 10 to episodes that's pretty much all they do now everywhere um but i gotta say i've probably watched the season finale of strange new worlds at least a dozen times of season one yeah <laughs> it's just so good and i actually saw a video today uh from anson mount um uh, he did a little video on twitter or, or instagram or somewhere where he's laying on his couch he just had foot surgery um so he was laying on his couch and he was watching sports center and he was really good with it and wished everybody a happy holidays so happy holidays to anson um hope your foot feels real better soon pal because you got to be up there kicking butt on the enterprise bridge <laughs> <laughs> at least he got through season two yes exactly <laughs> Now I'm going to be wondering, is his foot hurting in this scene? I know, right? If he limps at all, we'll be like, oh my gosh, Spock limped at the beginning of the first episode of TOS. Maybe he hurt his foot too. Did he really? I don't know. You notice in, in Menagerie, he's limping when he's on the planet surface. And I don't know if that was that was automatically put in to make it look like he was injured on Rigel, or if he if Leonard Nimoy had an injury and he was limping. But watch it. You'll see it when they're running. He's like, he's got a definite limp going. Here's why I say Star Trek is evergreen because in, you know, the, I guess they they showed the cage for the first time in the eighties. Yeah. So, you know, for 30 plus years that we've been able to watch it, um, I've never noticed that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's any, of course we all know that he smiles like ridiculously in that episode. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, check out, check, did I see now when we're done recording, you have an assignment. I want you to go and, and throw in, in either the cage or menagerie and watch him and you'll see him limping. Yep. There you go. 
Merry Christmas. Okay. That's what you get for Christmas. Merry, you get to Merry see something Christmas. that you've never seen before in Star Trek. You know, I when we were talking about <clears throat> the things in 2022 that um, made us most happy, I, I left one off the list. And that is Trek Talks 1. Oh, yes. Goodness gracious. It. Yes. Um, because it's the first time anything like a live streaming telethon with 60 Star Trek alumni had ever been tried mm-hmm. to benefit an organization. Um, you know, people have done smaller live streams for charity like we did with right. Jonathan Frakes yep. in the first year of the pandemic in 2020. Um, but no one has done anything to that scale. And I, I am gratified beyond belief that so many Star Trek folks showed up to help us out. Right. 100% um, of them. Hundred percent of them. Yeah, and I mean, they didn't have to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some of them showed up for Billingsley, and that's fine. But ultimately, they said yes, and it was probably, you know, when someday when this is over, Trek geeks, because someday it will be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not anytime soon. If I have anything to say about it, but when we look back, right now, that would be the thing that I am most proud of. Yeah, so far. Well, but I'm saying, you know, if I, it's oh, going to be hard to top. Yeah, it is. No yep. matter how many times we do Trek Talks, but the very first one. Um, to have it, it successful. It, it, it was magical. Yeah, it really was. Uh, we were and we, we were sitting we there. Yeah, we were sitting there in the, in the green room, so to speak, because it was all Zoom, though. And we were just kind of like, wow, this is just unbelievable that they're all, everyone's showing up. Because, you know, JB said, honestly, you know. Things happen, stuff goes on in Hollywood, whatever. So don't be surprised if we get, you know, a good chunk of people all of a sudden at the last minute can't can't make it. Every single one of them made it. And it was really, really something. And the amount of money that we raised was was just so great. Um, and you're right, it, it's going to be hard to top. We're going to try to top it money-wise, but um, being able to have that feeling after that first one, that's going to be hard to top, man. Yeah, say financially, I'm sure we'll top it someday. You know, we raised over, and when all was said and done, we raised over $80,000 for the Hollywood Food Coalition, mm-hmm. um, which still blows my mind. I mean, yeah. it, it's success. We didn't know if we were going to raise 10. Right. You know, we raised 80 yep. over the course of, what, five, six hours. Um, we may beat the dollars some years. We may not. Uh, we may have more guests. We may not. But nothing will ever beat that feeling of we put this together and we were able to do it and affect real the change in in, in mm-hmm. the lives of, of actual people. Right. We know that this will immediately help people who need it. And that was, that was a pretty amazing thing. And I, that's something I will always, uh, something of which I will always be most proud. Isn't it amazing to think that the very definition of what Star Trek is all about, we were able to do. I mean, it's where the birth of Trektivism came from pretty much. Um, yeah. And it, 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 it is amazing to see that, when something as important as what we did, the cause that we were doing it for, the people came out and showed that they're good people and show that the ideas of Star Trek and what the future holds in that universe, people hold it in their hearts and they're serious about it. And and it showed that day. And, and I will always be grateful to have been a part of it. You know, people can say what they want to about you and I. Um, there are people who love us. There are people who can't stand us. Mm-hmm. There are people who have left negative reviews of the show and, you know, um, have said all kinds of, of really just 
weird things. Um, <laughs> our show is not for everybody, and we understand right. that mm-hmm. um, because it's our friendship. You know that that really is what the show is about. It just so happens to be a Star Trek podcast, exactly. But you know, I I don't see everyone else going out there and and raising eighty thousand dollars. People can say what they want to about our podcast. They can say what they want to about us. Um, I, I'll always have the feather in my cap that we affected some real help for people and um, nothing. I, I could be prouder of nothing more. I, I can't say anything in addition to that, man, because it's, it's exactly spot on. So yeah. Amen. Well, Dan, that's, uh, that's kind of where we're at as we come to the end of the year. It's been, it, it, it's been the most challenging year of my professional career. Agreed. It's been one of the most challenging years of my personal life. Agreed. Um, and I'm glad to see 2022 get behind us so we can get on to better things in 23. There were good parts of 22, but um, it's time to make 23 even better. Lots of challenges, lots of loss, lots of um, lots of really working hard and, and asking lots of questions like, oh my God, how could we ever going to get through this? But we did. You did. I did. Everybody else did. Um, and you know what? Through all of it, we still had Star Trek. And that's always a good thing. And we're still going to have Star Trek no matter what. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to 2023, not only with what happens with, with our lives and our careers and, and all the great things that'll happen, but also what's coming down the pike from this fantastic universe. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Me too. Dan, you know what else I'm looking forward to? My face? I, no, I don't <laughs> think I'm ever looking forward to that. Um, I hear that when Trek Talks 2 happens this coming Saturday, January 14th, live streaming to our Facebook, our Twitter, and our YouTube channel, mm-hmm. Five-Year Mission is going to have some special tracks yes. that they're going to play for us during the telethon. I know. It's going to be Five awesome. Five-Year Mission, helping us out, supporting the Hollywood Food Coalition, uh, us and Roddenberry Podcasts, and of course, uh, John Billingsley. Uh, and everybody on on the team, it's it's going to be a fantastic day. We hope everyone will be able to join us. But you know, you want to get ahead of the game. Five Year Mission is going to play some live songs for us. Um, get on out to fiveyearmission.net. Get all their CDs. Become huge fans in advance because we are. And that way, when the telethon comes around, you'll be right there and ready to go. Fiveyearmission.net. Just the just the idea that they're going to be performing songs specifically for this telethon is amazing. Now, I don't know, maybe they'll write you into a song where you get phasered because you're a red shirt. That would be fantastic. Just throwing it out there, five-year mission. But it'll be great. That would be a great Christmas present. Anything with five-year mission is a great Christmas present, whether, you know, it's year one, year two, year three, year four, Spock's brain, trouble, troubles, whatever. So put it all under your tree and Merry Farking Christmas. Wow. I um... Mic drop. You know, sometimes simplicity is the best thing. Written. You know, uh, Shakespeare once said, brevity is the soul of wit. Um, I think he meant that with everybody but you. I am tired. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm tired. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Fiveyearmission.net. Go get all their albums. And uh, like Dan said, Merry Farking Christmas. Of course, don't forget, you too can support the Trek Geeks Podcast Network by subscribing to us on Patreon. We we have to take a, a special moment here just to thank all of our patreons for the the last year and of course the years previous but uh this year their support has meant more than ever you know it's um we get that you know this is is something that that they do because they support the network and obviously with inflation and tough times it would be very easy for every single one of them to say you know what i gotta take a step back but 
the amount of support we've received through the pandemic and continue to receive, Dan, has just blown us away. It continues to blow me away every single time we go through this list of names that we're going to do in a minute. And not only the names that we read off, but everybody who supports us. It, I feel so blessed to have uh, people that 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 show their support uh, by by doing what they do with Patreon, and and we love every single one of them. Um, like like we've talked about, we we're just two guys sitting behind a microphone talking about something we love, and we have this 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 group of people that that support us the way they do, and it's something that I will never be able to adequate adequately thank um, in the way that they should be thanked for it. And I just I just I am just so proud to be able to do this for them, and it, it really makes me very happy. So speaking of those names, yeah, my friend, let's talk about them. We're going to take a, a moment here to thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. As I just, you know, blubberingly said, we are so grateful for their support. And they are Vikram Bhatt, Chad Clark, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Patrick Escadero, Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Jonathan Hamilton, Peter Hong, William Jackson, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Jim McMahon, Aaron Mollenkoff, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Blake Strike, Rick Tatro, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Robel. And the gracious and wonderful Connie Hutchins. So gracious, so wonderful. Happy holidays, one and all. And of course, you know, a special thank you and happy holidays to the producers of the Shrek Geeks podcast, Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, Chaz Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, number one fan. Mm. You know, she says it. It's true. Uh, David Hood, Lionel Marchand, Matt McGonigal, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Major Self, Casey Shafsky, Terry Shaw, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Ken Tripp, Christina Werther, Dan, she told me she's going to be on time in 2023. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. And <laughs> the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, now and forever is the genuinely kind and gracious Jude Tatman. I think that we should need to get like a plaque like they have at the turbo lift of the Enterprise of the senior producer of Trek Geeks is Jude Tatman. I think we should do that. I'm going to do know, it. You look into that. I'm going to look into that. Uh, you too can become a producer of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. It's so easy to do. Head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. You know, Dan, uh, normally um, we take the last couple of weeks of the year off and probably the first couple of weeks of the new year so it's going to be a little bit before there's a new episode, probably right after Trek Talks mm. in mid-January. But uh, for the next couple of weeks, we will have pre-recorded episodes, our annual outtake specials um, for, for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll probably stagger a week in between those so that uh, they'll be every other week. But uh, we are planning on doing that this year. And I guess that means I have to actually edit them now. <laughs> nah, just throw them all out there. Everybody knows what they sound like anyway. Just me sounding like an idiot. You can be sure that we'll be back to celebrate the eighth anniversary of the Trek Geeks podcast in January. Uh, and of course, our 300th episode is coming 300. up. 300. Very soon. Wow. Um, yeah. Of course, for more great Star Trek discussion, please do check out the other member podcasts we have here on the Trek Geeks podcast network. We are so proud of all of the people who devote their passion and their talents to create podcasts here at Trek Geeks. 
Um, it's nothing but passionate fans. And that's really what Trek Geeks is about. You can find all our podcasts, including where to listen by going to trekgeeks.com slash listen. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do. No one. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek show, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 298 of the Trek Geeks Podcast and the last episode of the year 2022. We do hope you all live long, prosper, and have a happy holiday. Merry coconut miss. What? Wow, you found a way to ruin that too. I did. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I feel like I, I don't know how to do this anymore, but I, th- I think normally at this spot I say, uh, Bing, not Crosby, um, not Cherry, um, Bong. Um, I'm sorry, sir. Can I? Who are you? What, what's your name again? I you I look, look familiar. Peter. Glad to meet you. <laughs> bong. You said Bong, so that automatically I perked up. I kid. I'm kidding. How you doing, buddy? Oh my God, Good, it's been like doing? a year. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it feels that way doesn't it oh it does yeah yeah it's but, uh, the, the yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's it's and now in all seriousness it's been about a month i think since we lasted an episode it's been like four weeks and we'll get into all the reasons why and everything during the during the episode itself which by the time all of our listeners are hearing this, they'll already know. But that's okay. Uh, that's that's what we do. Uh, we like to do our, this type of the stuff first, and uh, it's good to see you. And and I'll tell you what, I'm seeing you online right now, but I saw you in person yesterday, and that was fantastic. It was great to see you yesterday, man. It was it was nice for you to drop by, and and uh, yeah, a positive. It was mild. It was mildly tolerable for me. I know that's because Ari was there, and she loved you. I <laughs> know. Oh, see, I. I, I it would, it's awesome because it's an aria. <laughs> and then it's I mildly bring it tolerable down. to see you. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't disappoint, I guess, because that's what you expected. And that's I what know you got. always disappoint. I mean, you well, just take it to new level. <laughs> oh. Wow. What a dick. <laughs> Two kinds of people in this organization, Dan, quick and wounded. And we know which you are. <laughs> that was my yeah. impersonation of quick i guess anyway um, that was that was just as horrific as all your other impersonations <laughs> hey cut that out i'm trying hard impersonations are not i don't know dangerous speed of, of arnold there's a commercial that plays on the radio lately and it's for some smoke shop locally around here 
and they hired a guy to do an impersonation of Schwarzenegger. It is the most spot-on impersonation of Schwarzenegger I think I have ever heard. It is fantastic. Yeah. So everybody come to New Hampshire so you can listen to the Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. I think the only thing that amazes me is that you still listen to terrestrial radio. No, it's it's on regular. It's like Sirius. It's like a commercials on Sirius, or so, or maybe it was uh, on a sports cast or something. Maybe during a Patriots game or something. But yeah, weird. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's fun. There you go. Anyway, so how you been? Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Merry yeah. Christmas. You, yeah. I saw your tree yesterday. It looks beautiful. The outside of your house looks fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, with the lights on it. Yeah. Uh, I of course live in a condo, so there's no lights, and I haven't put up my tree now in a few years. So yeah, yeah. Um, it just uh, it's the way it is. Although we, yeah. do, I think, I think that next year, that when we are living in a new house in a new state, I think we'll probably put a tree up. Oh, good. We were we were seriously debating whether or not we were going to do a tree this year because of everything that has been going on over the last couple of weeks. But I finally just we finally decided to do it. We didn't know when we were going to be able to do it, and I was able to surprise Sue by uh, doing it while she was at the gym the other night because I can't be at the gym for a while. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so it, I'm really happy with how it looks. Uh, thank you for for the compliment, and we love the company that we have a local company that does our lights. It's the second year they've done it, and and it's fantastic. I've wanted to have professionally done Christmas lights forever, and last year we finally did it, and I'm glad we do it. It w- it was my hope that someday you might be hanging off your the edge of your roof like Clark Griswold. Mm. Um, I'm only sad that that will never happen. Uh, it it did used to. Um, you never saw the house that I grew up in on Browning in Nashua. Uh, it was no. it was a it was a split level, but it was three levels. And the the peak top part of the house was really up there. I don't know how many feet up it is, but as a kid, because kids are stupid and we don't have fear, my dad used to plow the driveways and he would make these huge snow snow banks in the driveway. And he had a, (laughs) this is to tell you how old I am, had a CB, a giant CB antenna that up one side of the house. And I would climb up that to get to the top peak and my friends and I would jump off the peak into the snow banks. And one time I slipped and slid off the roof and fell. But it was into snow, so I didn't get hurt. Did your parents ever know? Nah. Well, I, when I got older, we would tell them about it, but at the time, no. <laughs> but not in the moment. <laughs> Which is weird, because it's like, what are all those footprints doing up on the roof? I don't know. It's the reindeer. <laughs> it's the reindeer. <laughs> I think, I, I could be wrong here. I think they knew. They probably did. But they just let me have my fun, probably hoping I would fall and break a leg so I'd learn my lesson. Uh, I was hoping you'd fall and break your neck. But, but I didn't. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. And people say I should be nice to the holidays. People don't understand this is me being nice. Oh, you are. You're being extremely nice, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. That's how this is. This is like you've never been this nice to me before. <laughs> I know. Can you believe that as we sit here now, uh, mm-hmm. as we record this, it's December tw- the evening of December twentieth, yes, two thousand twenty-two. A year ago, at this time, we were in the midst of a massive ransomware attack at our oh my God. place of at our employer. Yeah. And it was taking up our every day, our every night, our every weekend. Yeah. And it it's hard to believe that it's only been a year since that because it feels like it's been three or four. Oh, yeah. I, I think, when did, it, when did it hit? The 8th or the 12th? I forget what. 12th. The 12th. 12th. And it was it was 16 hours a day, seven days a week for months. Yeah. Uh, it was months. it was awful. I, I Yeah. I, I Not too long ago, we were talking about that on my team at work, but I had kind of put it out of my mind. But yeah, it was a year ago, and it was awful. <laughs> It was awful. Yeah. It was probably the worst experience in my professional career. Yeah. And we'll cover a little bit of this ground as we as we talk Yeah, uh, uh, in today's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's interesting to do a show today that doesn't necessarily have a focused Star Trek topic. You and I, I have never done that. I know. Which is kind of, kind of interesting, but a little scary at the same time. 
Well, you and I have always had this relationship with our listeners that, I mean, we, we let them peek into our friendship and into yeah. our lives. Yeah. And I think that this episode is kind of an extension of that. Yeah. Because that the ultimately we're people, mm-hmm. you know, um, these relationships that we've made like Jay and Kaylea. Yeah. Um, like, like Lou and John and everybody at Fansets, like our, our friends from, from our Star Trek family, the, yep. you know, the, 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 the vast quantity of people that we see at cons every year who we get to reunite with and just, yeah. it's, it's so great to see them. Um, uh, it's, it, it's all a, a byproduct of that, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's part of who we are because the show is who we are. Right. And, and when we were talking about, you know, the topic for this week, we're like, well, we haven't been able to do anything for several weeks now. And there's been a lot of reasons why, Let's just have a conversation. It's the holidays. We'll have a little holiday fireside chit chat, tell people what's going on in our lives, talk a little bit maybe about Star Trek over the course of the last year and what we liked, what we didn't like, and just have a fun little laid back discussion. So no prep work, no having to watch an episode and take notes or or anything like that. Just 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 talk. Just fun. Your face is fun. I think the amazing thing is that <laughs> I mean I, I'm sure there's some people out there who assume that we just don't prep at all to talk about Star Trek. <laughs> the way I sound, yeah. Just... <laughs> and I mean, you know, the, the the inside baseball thing is that we kind of have to prep pretty much every week, regardless of whether we know the episode yeah. backward and forward or not, because um, producing a podcast takes work. Yeah. You got to outline it. You got to time it out. You got to make sure that there's no, you know, mispronunciations along the Oh, no, never mind. That doesn't no, happen. No, no, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this will be a nice discussion. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Me too. Um, you know, as we sort of, you know, close out the last um, outtake of the year, mm. um, do you have any final outtake-ish-like thoughts for the year? Never go outside in frostbitten weather with no pants on because it can settle in really quick. Wow. That's really... Uh, you you just planted a flag and went for it. I just I wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> anyway, I don't know, that's I don't know why that popped into my head, but it did. Maybe because there's a bomb cyclone coming this week, and they're saying that frostbite can come in five minutes in this in some parts of the mid uh, northern Midwest. Maybe that's why. You know, my wife and I have this list on on a shared Google Drive that we have of words we don't want to hear in our normal vocabulary when we move south next year. <laughs> and one of the entries on that list, which is probably a good 40 or 50 words long, is the phrase bomb cyclone. Mm. Uh, we heard it for the first time, I think it was about 10 years ago. Yep. And we never wanted to hear it again when we decided that someday when we're ready to move. It's just, uh, no, done. Okay. I'm going to sneeze. So, uh, congratulations. Nope. Oh, maybe not. Okay. Well, no, you don't want me to sneeze. Uh, believe me. You're okay, so like away. the skipper um, of uh, is 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 the is Davidson one of those words on your list too? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe. So live from Podfleet <laughs> Command. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear that guy again, Bill. He a jerk. That was my impersonation of your wife, but it probably wasn't a very good one. Wow, I can't no. wait to play this back for her. I, but but I love Kelly. She's yeah, awesome. but you. You did an imitation of her that was not very. Flattering. I've never, I've never had the opportunity to really focus in on hitting that that mellifluous tone that she has. Oh, you are such a <laughs> a BS artist. <laughs> you know what works? No, no, <laughs> no it, doesn't. it doesn't. Not with her, it doesn't. <laughs> not with me, it doesn't. I don't care about you. You're a jerk too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, you so. have this amazing ability to try to to try to flip things around. Yeah. And you think that you're in the clear and you're never in the clear. Oh, no, I know I'm never in the clear. It's just fun to pretend that I am. 
I know that uh, jig is up. I might as well just, you know, you know, put the cuffs. I'll drop the bag of money and put the cuffs on. There you go. You may as well. You may as well. <laughs> but I have fun doing it. As my well, uh, uh, brother-in-law likes to say, he don't. He whenever I do stuff like that, he goes like this. Now you people can't see this, obviously, but he goes like this. He just like pretends that my. He puts his hand like out in an outward motion from his mouth, saying that I am spewing the bull. That's what he calls it. So whenever Wait, I start I have up, to bleep this. No, it's 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 the outtake. That's fine. Leave it in. I, they can hear I it. Still have to. Ah, oh, gee. Okay. <laughs> write down now that I time. Write that. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I to just, get it. I just wanted to give you more work to do. You'd shut your effing mouth. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like, that oh, I, I can say it. It's the outtake. When I'm like, oh, nope, that's Patreon. We do that. No, that's sorry, that's Patreon. So uh, to everybody listening, if you've made it this far in the podcast and haven't turned it off because you're sick of Dan's voice already, nah. uh, please, all the best for your holiday season. And in 2023, um, we, we wish you nothing but the best. And mm-hmm. we'll be back for year eight um, in January. Crazy. Year eight. Year eight. My God. Year eight. The infinity oh symbol standing up straight, you know. You're just shut the <laughs> Shut the up. And now I got to write that. I'm down. glad it, I that's too. <laughs>